0: Game week, it's season week, it's a preview pod aboard one giant step. It's Sean Morash with my co-host, Paul Detino Again, you can download and subscribe, One Giant Step, anywhere. Podcasts are available and free on the Odyssey app. If you listen to the wrap-up pod after the blowout loss to the Eagles, you might have heard me drop off the last couple minutes. Hat tip to our producer, Adam. That was me just not bringing a laptop charger. Storming off, upset. I wasn't in the right mind frame after the Giants nearly gave up a
1: 50-burger. Paul, hello. How are you? Good morning, Sean. Doing very well. And I must confess... Even though I have taken my usual diligent effort to study up for this New York-Washington game, a lot of my focus this morning is on San Francisco trying to beat Seattle on Thursday night football.
0: Yeah, and again, this podcast will drop before the Thursday night game. And it's obviously a big one, right? If Seattle gets to seven losses... It does in many ways, especially if you're for a jet win on Sunday over the Lions. You know, give the path of, of the Giants breathing a little bit of air, even if they were to lose some kind of tragic game. That being said, Paul, as much as we're focused on that, and by the way, there ain't nothing wrong with scoreboard watching this time of year. Been a long time since we've been able to do that. Would we rather be the 11 and one Eagles? Sure, but it's not a it's not a bad thing to be in the mix on you know the weekend before Christmas. Going, is this team losing? Is this team losing? That's that's a good thing. The Giants have put themselves in a position where we can experience that again, even if the last month has felt frustrating, Paul.
1: No question. And remember, in all honesty, that's what the NFL wants. They right. want team scoreboard watching. They want fans scoreboard watching because what does that do? It broadens and enhances interest, which then in turn gives more eyeballs to the games and then produces more revenue for the league. Yeah, it all adds up It all adds up, exactly So, here we are And by
0: the way, when it comes to scoreboard watching Seahawk fans and Lion fans alike Will be doing that on Sunday night You don't get to play a Sunday night football game In December Unless one of two things are true You're either in a competitive game with playoff stakes, or you're playing the Dallas Cowboys in a previously scheduled game that they refuse to flex out because it's the (laughs) Dallas Cowboys. So we got it, Paul, like that one. Cause I'm it's hundred percent, right? I mean, there was no business for the Colts to be on Sunday night football a couple of weeks ago, but here we go. The last time the giants got to play on Sunday night football, was, of course, the game versus the Cleveland Browns, which was flexed before we found out Colt McCoy would be playing in that game. If you remember James Bradbury had COVID, and then what was kind of building momentum towards that bad NFC East and maybe the Giants being alive, that was just the worst scenario of bodies left in that COVID year that the Giants could have had. Uh, Before that, you got to go back a long ways. In fact, Daniel Jones, for all the, oh, you can't win a prime time, never has played in a Sunday night football game. Neither has Saquon Barkley. So, you know, when you think about yesteryear and all the great memories of Al Michaels calling some of these Sunday night games, Giants, Cowboys, all that, we haven't seen the Daniel Jones-Saquon combo in Sunday night football, Paul. So a little bit of a later night for us, but we'll rub our hands together.
1: We'll get to experience something new, fresh, and, and hopefully fun. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think to be honest with you, the, the biggest concern uh, usually when you're talking about a night game in Washington is that grass. It is a rough field. It's it's usually not maintained very well by this time of the year. It gets very damp and very muddy, and it's just not a very pleasant uh, field to play on, especially at night in in the weather, wintry conditions that we're talking about, even though it's expected to be dry. I think the thing that's a little disturbing about the way this all went down is that Minnesota got flexed to Saturday this weekend. Yeah, which was in play for the Giants, by
0: the way. This game was one of the five games that could have been chosen of the three they chose to play on Saturday. Uh, And it felt like it would have for sure been one of these games. What what happened was the Sunday slate was so weak that they needed, you know, the two best games of the week are this game and the Bills-Dolphins. So they needed to basically
1: split hairs and put one on Saturday night, one on Sunday night. Yeah, so the way it's going to work out is Minnesota plays on Saturday. In fact, they're in the mid-afternoon game. And the Giants have to play Sunday night and then travel on Friday to go to Minnesota on Saturday. Uh, there is no question that logistically this hampers the Giants about, about a day and a half in terms of their preparation to face the Vikings on the road. Uh, I understand ratings rule all, TV rules all, but from a logistical perspective, uh, the Giants really took another gut punch in, in this particular schedule. They did, Paul. Uh, and I'm going to spin it. So, look, at this point, the Giants
0: have dealt with so much, right? Bad calls, bad injuries, bad everything. The only twist I'll, I'll put on what you're saying there, and I don't disagree. I mean, obviously, Washington comes off a bye here, and their last game was versus the Giants and all of that. The only thing I'll say is, at this time, I mean, the, the excuse meters has built up so much that that feels so minuscule compared to the other giant problem. Um, <laughs> I mean, how many more things can we keep? At some point, you just got to do it. And oh, by the way, come the postseason, you very easily could be playing a late Sunday game and going to play on a Saturday the following weekend. That's part of the football and the way the schedules have it just is yeah. what it is at this point. So, Paul, I mean, you've been in the locker room and we'll get to the injury updates and everything else that to go with it in just a bit, but just more a sense of You know, the idea that this game's on a Sunday night, the whole country's watching. We understand that the Giants and Commanders have the same records, and obviously the analytics and all of that will tell you, basically, whoever wins this game has a 90% chance of making the playoffs. Do you think the idea that this game is in prime time on Sunday night does one of three things to this team? Fires them up more, maybe rattles a little more nerves, or completely indifferent that the time of the game doesn't matter once they take the field?
1: I think from what I have sensed in the locker room this week, that it's completely indifferent. Uh Brian Dable has been very consistent in his approach all season long. His players seem to have bought into that philosophy. Now, we know the results recently have not been good, and the team right. isn't a slump. Right. But in terms of their approach and what I've seen at practice, you'd never know that this team was in a one-four-and-one slump. And I mean that. If you watch practice outside of the players being changed out because of all the injuries, practice looks the same right now as it did in mid-October. And I think that's a credit to this coaching staff. I I hope that is
0: the case because, Paul, I was going to be my next point, speaking from strictly the fans' point of view here. And, you know, whether it's social media, you know, your own friend circle, you know. We don't like hanging out with Jet fans, Cowboy fans, Eagle fans. You're right. You want to keep the giant fans together. Uh, When, when I talk to giant fans or I I see what's going on, there is this sense. And again, I kind of had this feeling Monday, so I had to separate myself, but still this like defeatist attitude of here we go again, reminiscent of the last couple of years. Although this year's clearly different because these games matter now, but the idea of just, it feels like the team stinks. It feels like now we're just riding out a wave and I haven't felt outside of myself, a sense of real like optimism and energy about, Hey, this is great. I mean, Sunday night football, go play for the playoffs. Everything's still in front of you. It feels like the fans feel a little defeated. So when you say that about the team, you're
1: not getting a sense of that at all with the team where it's not faced. No, I'm not getting a sense of that at all. And I think they, if anything from what I could sense yesterday, and that would be Wednesday, which is their first real practice day in preparation for this game, Uh, even though they're only in shells, you know, they're not going real hard, obviously, at this point in the season. The fact that uh, they're getting Leonard Williams back, the fact that Daniel Bellinger uh, is able to go, very, very important. Saquon Barkley practiced in full, and we know that he was, you know, kind of hurting going into last week's game, and, and he seems to have recovered. So if anything, I think their spirits were a little bit buoyed by the fact that there were some guys coming back, and Adorey Jackson was on the side with trainers yesterday and uh, from what I understand did some pretty good things for them. Now he didn't practice. We will see how many snaps he takes in practice on Thursday and Friday. He may not. I don't know. But I know there's a lot more optimism about him than there was maybe a couple of weeks ago.